Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 461. <laughs> Today is June 23rd, 2022. I am one of your hosts, Kyle. I'm another host, Mo. I'm Kelly. And I'm Adriel. Yay. And, yeah. I was hoping that Angry Dave would be on, but he's not. Oh. Yeah. He must not have anything to be angry about today. Yeah, he must be happy. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Happy Dave. Happier, happier Dave, yeah. <laughs> Probably fine I think with the state of the gun control in Canada. Nothing to be upset about. No, I think it's because he was able to get the transfer through. He's good now. Oh, yeah. Anyways, it's he's not on. Yeah. But I did listen to the show, so I have a couple of things to say. First oh. of all, <laughs> okay. You talk about 1022 builds, and I wasn't here. <laughs> uh, the you other snooze, that, you lose. Right. <laughs> and the other thing that you also talked about was this whole thing about uh, our podcast slash YouTube and who was doing the paperwork. No, I am not doing the paperwork for this CanCon crap. No, not doing it. <laughs> not Don't it. worry. I, I talked to some people on Reddit and they said it's super easy. They hadn't done it themselves, but they just said it was super easy. Oh, would, in Lord. fact, it would be a good thing for us. Well, it's from Reddit, so, so those are the experts. So okay, yeah. I have to say, Tim, Tim's on tonight. We would actually automatically be deemed not because he's from the U.S. and he's talking about shooting down in Argentina. So that is totally shooting down Canadian that's, that's content. Canadian? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so no, well, I'm not going to do it. I know you want to move on, so let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into what we did in guns. What we did in guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And was looking through, I'm not going to highlight anything individually, but they do have some pistols if you do have deep pockets. Mm. Um, they have a forty thousand dollar revolver that's an antique, four inch barrel. Forty thousand. Yeah, it's just 40000 Yeah, Bargain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some old police P210s there and a bunch of revolvers. So, And to start us off, Kelly, why don't you start us off? Okay. So I haven't been on for a couple of weeks. There's been a few things that I've been doing. I did the club level ATT course for FRPC, which is Front Neck Rifle and Pistol Club. So I was asked to... Uh, facilitate that so i was able to do that for some new shooters and i think we're going to be doing a few more of them because of this whole thing with revolvers and pistols that people are buying and not so our club yes we have, a, we have some new members signing up yeah so our club does require a club level att course hey you know what it is what it is and uh we did have some questions about it. why are we doing this and things like that people were asking that but just you know, we want to make sure that people that come to the range, especially with pistols, are not going to be 
are going to be able to actually hit their target. I think that's actually the biggest thing. So anyways, so I did that, which is great. As I said, we're going to probably going to be doing it again. We're going to have uh, a new orientation coming up soon as well. And then we started talking about uh, opening up the wait list and which is exciting. So everybody that's listening. Uh, yeah. Our wait list is two years long. Two and a half years, actually, I think. Ouch. Two and a half years. So what's right now, so you guys, what's blocking like your club and the other clubs that are like in high demand there from adding more bays, adding more potential spots, like expanding? Expanding. Uh, yeah. Our location is within the city limits, so that's one of the things we'd have to go to the city and get permission to do it. So yeah. Uh, we're our club's getting super active though now that uh, COVID restrictions have been lifted and it's really exciting to see. So one of the things that I did do last weekend, I did it all weekend. I uh, on Saturday I actually helped out at the Ipswich match, so I did stats and uh, and scorekeeping. And then on Sunday I shot an Ipswich match, and it was how do I say this? It was twelve stages. It was challenging um yeah so <laughs> first stage i get the stuff the first stage i always get the stuff you know the crappy stage off the plate right away so i uh it was an interest my first stage it was interesting we we're sitting in a chair we had to uh go through a door and then load uh we had it was 30 shots and we had a couple of no shoots so what i did was i bust the day before we had disqualified people because they swept themselves with their pistol so we had an unload yeah so you have an unloaded gun you're sitting in the chair you bust through the door you have two barrels and you have your mags that are there and then you insert your mags and then you go and engage your targets so people were getting super excited about it and they wanted to get through the door fast so they were they were taking their gun out of their holster as they were standing up, reaching through the door, and they put their hand. Obviously, the gun wasn't loaded, but still, they swept themselves yeah. and significantly, so they got DQ'd. So, um, stage one, that's where I started. I immediately charged through the door. I inserted my magazine. I ran down to the end of it, and the first target had no shoot right on top of the shoot target. So I immediately shot two shots into the no-shoot target because, yeah. you know what, that's what I do. <laughs> double up, double well, alpha. Come on. Yeah, it was double real. alpha, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Damn it. Anyways, so and I, went, I literally was thinking, what are you doing, stupid idiot? And then I took two more shots, and that totally screwed up my round count. Bang, 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 bang. All alphas, but still, I got two no shoots for that one. I, it, it was actually not a bad match, but I went over to the bunker. Bunker had all kinds of paper and it had all kinds of poppers, and it was a really challenging stage. And in the middle of it, my fiber optic front sight, it, I, I'm going, I'm, like when we went to go and uh, score keep downrange, I was able to get the poppers to go down and everything. But I'm looking at the paper targets. I'm really low or I'm not. I didn't even hit them. I'm going, what the hell's going on? So we had a couple of stages on on the bunker stage, which is our still stage. 
so the big long stage, I just totally screwed up. I'm going, I'm not that bad of a shot. I'm really not. So second stage, I'm shooting. And the guy, once I'm done, it was a really short one. The guy beside me says, your your fiber optics literally almost out of your gun. It's all over the place. And I didn't even notice. So I fixed, yeah. So once I fixed that, guess what? I was able to hit what I was (laughs) <laughs> I had one more yeah. I had one more stage on the bunker and it was fine. So after that it got better. It got more better. We did we, the last stage finished the last stage of the day. It had two Cooper tunnels. Um yeah, anyways. <laughs> it was it was good. It was a long day as well. So we spent the entire day there. No lunches or anything, so uh what else did i do uh had some calls about a couple of podcasts that we're doing and yeah i think that's i don't even remember anymore my brain's right uh so why don't we go over to adriel and if i do remember anything i'll jump in but i think that's it adriel all right uh i write my stuff down so i don't have to like remember (laughs) i did (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, Sunday was the Short Park Maple Seed. Uh, good times had by all. Yeah, really easy. Did uh, some people shot really well. Uh, we had Tristan from Spectre Ballistics out there who has been on the show before. And uh, and he patched. I think he got a 242. Oh, that's something. good. Yeah, he nice. came to play. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, really good. Um, yeah, it was a really good event. Um and then uh, I had um, Jeff Gunworks. I talked with him a, a while back. They, they make a, a mag bases uh, in Canada. I talked to him a while back and they're like, hey, can I, can we send you some mag bases to try? And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I forgot about it. And then they reminded me uh, just recently here. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got a Glock 48. You got any bases for that? And they're like, yeah, we have bases for that. We've got bases for the Shadow. And they're right around 20 bucks. So they're they're pretty, pretty affordable in terms of like what mag bases you can get. So... I got a couple here to show you guys. There's no mag base on the on the Glock 48. Um, now, I wouldn't say that you would want mag bases if you were concealed carrying in the U.S. But in Canada, if you wanted to shoot competition with this thing, which my boy might, you might want to go with either like a, a little bit of a bump like that. These don't add capacity. They just add, you know, length or a big bump like that. And then you've got lots of space on the bottom of that one to uh, to get it in there. Gives you a little bit more room for your hand too, because the uh, the Glock 48 is is basically like a Glock 19 grip on it, thinner and uh, well, a little bit easier to grab out of the mag pouch. So they sent me a bunch of those. Uh, they sent me some for just plain Glock. Oh, I got it in there. Look at that. So there's a there's a uh, a Glock. Or sorry, that's a Magpul uh, mag. And then they've got like these big honkers here that you can stick on there. So you've got a little bit more room, especially like I've got a, a magwell on my Glock. So it's nice to be able to still ram that in there and still have a little bit sticking out. And then they sent me, I just had it in front of me here. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, these ones for the uh, Shadow 2. And if you buy like five of these, they're like 20 bucks each, which I think is about the cheapest ones you can get. I haven't seen any that are, that are like that cheap. Um, anyways, I'm going to run some of these. Uh, I signed up for, uh, I think I signed up. There's a three gun match coming up next month that I'm going to be shooting. So I'm going to get the boy in there and I think he's going to shoot a nine millimeter. So maybe I'll get him on the Glock or maybe I got a nine, 1911 
nine nine millimeter with a red dot back there. Maybe I get them on that. But nine millimeter, nine millimeter. And thankfully, to uh, supply this uh, this new three gun match that I'm going to go to, I've I've got some some ammo on the way. That Tendo ammo, Tendo ammo shipment finally shipped. Should be here next week. So got a bunch of uh, bunch of ammo with that. Oh yeah, that's another thing I got. Um, GF Gunworks. They also sent me a mag uh, release for the uh, Glock 48. It's still pretty small. It's not. It, it doesn't. That is more pronounced. More. It's more pronounced than the factory one, and yep. it's like way grippier too. It's got like a checkered grip on there, so cool. it's a little bit easier to uh, to press. A little bit nicer of a unit. Um, okay, I don't think I ordered this last time. I think between last show and this show, I ordered this Nork uh, Olympia. Um. I didn't really want any other handguns. Like I think I've got enough, but then I saw this thing and I was like, Oh, maybe. So I'll, I'll show you the pistol and I'll kind of go through why I decided to get it. Uh, number one, it's, um, it's the price that attracted it's... you. Yeah. <laughs> you guys it. see right through me. It. <laughs> yeah, it was 200 bucks. Um, so I don't really have a target 22 pistol. I've got a, I've got a target. Uh, I don't have target anything. I don't have a target, any, any kind of handgun. Um, this is a cheap target pistol. Yeah, it's a Norinko, but uh, I don't. I probably won't shoot it that much. I was thinking maybe, maybe if I get old, because again, forever guns here in Canada, because we won't be able to buy or sell them soon. Um, for, for a forever gun, maybe I want something I can shoot silhouette. I don't shoot silhouette right now, but maybe I'll want to someday. So for 200 bucks, that's uh, that's a pretty low price to pay to uh, to get into that later. Look at this crazy barrel weight that it comes with. It's like a steel, ch- like a chunk of steel that you like bolt to the bottom of the uh, of the frame to give it like a whole bunch of weight for single-handed shooting. Oh. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I ordered one of those. I ordered that from Marstar. Uh, the stock, so the the Browning stocks uh, had this DuraTouch on them for a while. And that Durachuch coating is it, it doesn't last. It, it gets all gummy and crappy and stuff. And it, it finally started to happen to mine. It started about last year. I just I was too lazy. So I finally caught reached out about it and I was like, hey, my Durachuch is getting crappy. And they're like, yeah, we know. Send some pictures or something. I sent them some pictures and they're like, okay, we'll send you some new a new stock. So they're gonna send me a, a new stock for my uh, Browning A5. Uh put out videos on the Orcs chassis and bio ammo. The bio ammo was fun. Uh, there was some uh, some greenery and some ridiculousness involved in that one. And uh, yeah, just before the show here, my aunt messaged me and she's like, I got all these coyotes. They're like attacking the dogs and stuff. Can you come out and shoot them? So uh, I'm going to uh, make my way out there maybe for the July long weekend and uh, set up some calls. And uh, she just has like <laughs> a classic like farmer. She has like a, three, a 303. Uh, a Lee Enfield 303. <laughs> She's got three whole shells for it. That's it. <laughs> so, I don't know if I can really do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll I'll bring something out. <laughs> we'll, you may we'll, be able uh, to help her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe I got a couple of things that would that would do that. Primarily a call, right? Like just like it doesn't. Yeah. The rifle doesn't really matter. Like the call matters. So getting a call on them and uh, and bringing them in and then uh, and just laying waste. I'll probably. I'll probably bring my uh, WSMCR because it's two two three. It's semi auto uh, yeah. for varmint here in uh, in Alberta. I can run the ten round mag, so I'll probably just do that. And because uh, if if you call some and and there's lots of coyotes in the area and they're not used to being called, you might get multiples. So if I can get like two or three to come in, 
I want to semi-auto so I can get as many as I can in one one go of it. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's about it for me. Uh, Mo, what about you? Uh, I didn't do too much, but I went to a match in Stittsville, Ontario, near Ottawa. Uh, it was seven stages, a lot of fun. Some interesting stuff. There was a, a classifier stage, which I always do terrible at, and this one I did particularly terrible at. So, which it was, one was uh, that? It was uh, OC sixteen. You know that by okay. heart, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shot OC eighteen on the weekend. Anyways, it was go ahead. A week, it, was, it was a weekend only. It's only six targets at I guess 11, 11 meters, and one a little bit closer with a with a uh, was that partial with a no shoot. Uh-huh. And uh, and what did I do? So <laughs> I had a malfunction right off the start, so I had to switch hands, oh, no. clear it, then switch it back, and then I was already flustered, and I got a couple of deltas and a miss. So it was a horrible stage. That was the bad one. The, on the good side was I actually had my first stage win. So I've never I've never actually won a stage. So I had my first cool. one. Now, is it considered nice. a stage win if it's just for your division? Or is it for overall? Oh, you can count for your division. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm sure I've won I've won other ones where it was uh, an Italian forty eight years old with the initials MT division. But mm-hmm. no. <laughs> This is my first one. So, uh, and then I had a couple that I finished fourth and fifth. So half the match I did actually really well. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, and overall, I think it was 10 to 25 production shooters, which is about average for me. Uh, but I was really happy that I actually won a stage and did pretty well on two others. Um, and, oh, but it was an interesting day because it was a summer match, but it felt like winter because it was it was cold, it was windy, <laughs> and I don't know if it was eight or nine degrees, but it was actually chilly. I was in a jacket and jeans, and I ne- and I'm lately I've been shooting in shorts and t-shirts, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was chilly. And I remember we went to a match there last year, and it was forty plus with the humidity, whatever that is in Fahrenheit. Sorry, Tim, I don't know the conversion, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So what a difference! It was actually a a chilly day but i guess it's better than rain and uh and humidity so that was that and then i signed up for a charity match that's going to be this sunday in montreal so and i reloaded some ammo for it and that's really it for me how about you cal well, I was dealing with some stuff, so I didn't actually get up to a whole lot this week. But uh, Saturday, just to clear my mind and everything, I went down to the range and finished off our cold range lights. So those are done, and we there's pretty much nothing else to do other than we are still waiting to hear, hear back from the CFO the final word that stuff is opened. But uh, other than that, my Canic came in. Saw that. Yay. Yeah. So, wanted to show that off a bit and kind of my initial reaction, which I kind of like it. I can't wait to actually shoot it because. Good. It looks badass. It, it looks so like, oh, it sick. It looks so good. Yeah. Sick. And it does have the 90 degree break. So. And like the reset on it is. Ah. Oh, hmm. 
pretty good and totally ambi. So I, I don't know if I can get some mags and a holster for it. Crystal might end up shooting this for the T match in October. So, but uh, what it, it's actually pretty cool what everything it comes with. So it comes with the mag well, and it comes with three different uh, mag releases. And this is the small one on there. I don't know if you can see how high that is. It's but quite high. Small, but sm very that's, high. It's the small. <laughs> so it's got a medium and a large one. So I don't even know if I'm going to even change that out because that's, that's pretty good as it is. Does it get in the way of your grip? Nope. No. No. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I got a bigger one on my uh, uh, my STI, and it doesn't get in the way, but comes in the box, and it does come with a holster. Like it's cheap, but it works. Could probably put an RTI or something on there for a G code. It's got uh, that basket for, weave look, you know, just yeah. like a pro would have. Yeah, oh yeah, the basket weave, yeah. <laughs> uh, it came with different base pads, so I already got the aluminum ones that are a little bit bigger, so with the magwell on there, they stick out a little bit more. Mm, yep. Not, but it come with uh, the plastic ones on there, but so two mags and base pads, uh, four plates for different optics to put onto the slide. Even come with a little bit of a toolkit, different uh, grips and whatnot, and huh. a little wrench with a storage compartment. It comes with a couple spare fiber optics, Kelly. Well, I had spare fiber optics. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had to go and do a little work at the bench. That's all, and then okay, reattach the fiber optic. Yeah. But yeah, just put your bit in the end, the torques there, and you can adjust whatever. And yeah, so overall, I'm actually pretty surprised, especially for what these things cost, on what you actually get. What, what did that? What did that whole get up cost? This was thousand bucks. Yeah, so, yeah. um. I mean, if I'm, I'm going to put it about at the most three pound trigger. Actually, it probably is a three pound trigger because I think the same thing as the Timney, they wanted it for like uh, being able to go to worlds or something. So I bet you it's hmm. a three pound trigger on that super short reset. Feels good. I might actually, for the first time, put a bigger back strap on there for myself. But overall, yeah, can't wait to get to the range and shoot it. Very nice. But uh, figured I'd jump on the leftist bandwagon and bought myself a t-shirt identifying my emotional support item. So <laughs> it's medicinal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I just need that. Maybe that'll allow me to actually get a machine gun because I'll use it for emotional support. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, other than that, yeah, I'm heading to Slave Lake this weekend, or that's the plan. Head to Slave Lake this weekend for their uh, Bushwhackers uh, sporting clay match. Go camp out at the range and check that. It'll be my first sporting clay match outside of Grand Prairie, so 
see how that goes. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's it for me. So we'll move on to upcoming events. An upcoming events sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can go learn more at telosalpha.com. And for events, uh, we they just opened some Maple Seed events in BC, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. We do still have some spots open in Grand Prairie and Bonneville. So go to, I believe it's mapleseedrifleman.com. Go check the schedule and go buy your spot there. Uh, ladies' Days. If you want to host a Ladies' Day, get a hold of Kelly. And they'll set you up with a package and whatever you need. You can get a hold of her at slamfireradio at gmail.com or info at firearmsrights.ca. Now the news. Yeah, this, this so this first one is uh, kind of interesting. So we had this uh, this shooting that happened two years ago here in Canada. Was it two years ago? One year ago? Twenty twenty, I believe it was. Yeah, two years ago. We had a shooting in, in Canada here. Um, the the title of the uh, article is RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lukey Lukey Lucky tried to jeopardize mass murder investigation. So what happened is there was this uh, mass murder uh, and this RCMP commissioner, which is a, an elected position, um, elected, delegated, whatever. It's not, not a cop position. It's just more like a commissioner or a overseer. Um, made a promise to Bill Blair and the prime minister to leverage the mass murders and uh, uh, get out some information on what guns were used uh for this shooting and uh someone found out so there was a uh, there was actually a police officer at one of the uh one of these meetings and in their private journal they wrote, wrote like boy this is weird like this person's clearly like um you know told us they're getting pressure from above and all that kind of thing um and it just came out because there is this um in, in- inquiry that's happening right now due to this uh this mass shooting so they just uh they just found out, and uh, it looks like I don't know. Someone, someone's going to get fired for this. Either Brenda's going to get fired, or Bill Blair. Someone's, someone's going to get nailed for this because it's, uh, it's pretty bad to jeopardize uh, an investigation. Their reason for not re- um, releasing the firearms, they, they were trying to pressure them to release the firearms to the public, the, the firearms bottles and that kind of thing. And they said, no, we can't do that. We're working right now with the U.S. to determine how these were smuggled in, and if that gets out maybe they'll be able to tell the smuggler the smugglers will get tipped off to you know go hide uh so that was their reasoning for not releasing it um but uh they were pressured to uh to release regardless so yeah, and it's actually hmm. it's actually getting traction now and it, the story seems to be building which i thought it might get swept away <laughs> but uh yeah. seems still time yet no, but but it's getting talk in the mainstream media, so it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. Well, it's 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 um, concrete evidence that the prime minister was grave standing on on this tragedy oh, to try to to, mm-hmm. to try to score political points, and it's so smack you in the face obvious that, uh, and it's it's at a time when a lot of well, a lot of the um, victims' families from this thing are really upset with. Uh, mm-hmm. um, with the powers that be and, and their response to this thing that uh, 
yeah, it's it's getting some traction. Yeah. Uh, the second bit here that I have is that um, so there there's these meetings where the um, the government can uh, put OICs in, uh, and we're we're fearing that uh, they are going to put an order in council in to freeze handgun transfers at one of these meetings. Mm-hmm. They just had their final one for the summer, uh, so it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until September, which means that if you wanted to buy a pistol really, really badly and you couldn't buy one, and then you're like, "Oh man, I'm never going to be able to get one." Uh, it looks like you got a little while yet. You have some time, yeah. Couple of months, couple of months, which is uh, probably good. And, and the other, conversely, if you have like a whole bunch of guns and you have a couple of crappy ones you need to sell or some that like you just don't want, now's the time to do it. Hmm. While prices are high, <laughs> <laughs> right, buy as many I'm, of those Olympias as you can, right? Uh, I'm going to buy one. I'm just, I'm not going to buy it though. I'm <laughs> buying two of them. Yeah, I think that's silly. But uh, no, you can see you have parts, right? All the extra parts. I know of people who are buying multiples, but they're typically buying multiples of like shadows and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, if yeah. they break the frame, they can go to their their backup one, right? But yeah, uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm. I think I'm done. I don't think I'm going to get any other handguns. I think I've got <laughs> other priorities and other firearms that I got to get to. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess that's about it with that. Okay. Uh, CC for legal fund donations. That uh, court case is still going on. So if you're looking for a way to help the CCFR fund it, uh, it's still important. So you can be. Comp- Become a member or donate to Legal Fund by sending an EMT to finance at firearmsrights.ca. Then we'll get into New Gun Stuff. New Gun Stuff is sponsored by Bolt Action Coffee. Coffee sm- roasted in small batches and quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. You can get it at your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com and use the discount code SLAMFIRE, all one word, capitals. And Adriel, New Perfect. Gun Stuff. Yeah, I got a couple things here. One of them is the MDT guys made. So like one of the reasons that you get um, that you take your uh, Savage or Remington or, or whatever and change stocks on it is to get a magazine. That's not silly. Uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of them have like uh, proprietary magazines that just aren't that good or they just they, you can't get extended ones. Right. Savages mm-hmm. and Remington, that kind of thing. Um, and they made this thing called the Mamba Mag, which is a 10 round uh, straight fit magazine. So you don't have to change your chassis or change the bottom metal or anything like that. It'll just go into your Tika, Hawa, Rem 700, whatever. And, uh, you don't have to change the bottom metal on it. So, uh, they went with an aluminum top and a plastic bottom. So the aluminum top for, uh, stability Hmm. and the plastic bottom for weight probably. And, uh, you just stick them right onto your, uh, rifle. So, replacement mags i know for a while they had these for savages but they're impossible to find and for remington that kind of thing no such you have to like change the bottom metal out to something that'll Mm -hmm. take like a an aics mag or change your chassis entirely to to something that'll run an aics mag um this is a cheaper option cool uh the next one i've got here is true north arms they have their uh Fake cans, CFE223 powder and nickel brass back in stock. I think the fake cans are kind of cool. If you are looking for uh, just something that looks like a suppressor, but isn't, uh, that you can just stick to your rifle, uh, they've got these. They've got some reverse style, which 
uh, thread like go onto the barrel and kind of cover it like a like a condom kind of a thing. But it looks like the oh, okay. it looks like the barrel is shorter, but it's all fake suppressor, just kind of shrouding it. And Tim's laughing because he's like, "Because where it makes us feel <laughs> like what these fools need to do yeah. to, to mimic an ounce of our power." I didn't want to say anything, but I can go get my rifle and bring it in here to show it to you uh, if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called teasing, and it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, they've got those things in, anyways. Uh, and then I, I, I did a quick peruse around for handguns to see what was still in stock. Uh, mostly what I'm seeing right now, Gersan, which is a Turkish uh, manufacturer, they have a bunch of high-power clones. Uh, and there's a bunch of retailers that are selling those. Actually, my buddy Mark uh, bought one of those. I still haven't seen it, but uh, he got one of them. Um, there's still Tokarevs in stock, Chinese, uh, Russian, Romanian, all, all kinds of still in stock. Uh, the Ruger 5.7, I saw that in a couple of places. So if you wanted uh, a 5.7 gun, uh, those are still out there. I saw a bunch of Walter PDPs as well. So uh, just a couple of... Those are the ones that I'm seeing the most of right now. Uh, I Run Guns has the uh, Rock Island Armory M1911-22 mag. So if you're looking for something in like a 1911 in in 22 mag, that's an option, I guess. Probably your only option at this point. Mm. They also have the Sarsalmaz ST9s. Um, Sarsalmaz is a Turkish manufacturer. I think it's Turkish. My buddy has their shadow clone. They've got like a CZ-75 compliant Sarsalmaz something or other. It's like a shadow clone, um, but quite nice, actually. Um, I have I, I don't have any idea what the ST9 is, though. They got them, though. Uh, Al Flaherty has the Walter PDP full-size optics ready uh, pistols for $8.99. SFRC had a whole bunch of stuff. They got the Gersan high powers. They've got Rough Riders. Ruger 5.7. Uh, surplus Jerichos, we still have a bunch of those. I think they're police or military trade-in from the Israeli uh, army or police or something like that. Got a pile of those. They're about 500 bucks. They're a tremendous deal for that. Uh, they've got P10Fs, uh, TT33s. Tenda has a bunch of Springfield XDMs for, in my opinion, way too much. Just for... <laughs> <laughs> Anything is way too much for a Springfield XDM, but... Uh, they also have Gersan High Power Clones, uh, CZ PO9s, Shadow Systems DR920s, uh, Surplus Jerichos, Bretas, P10Fs, and they even have a P226, which have been pretty hard to find as well. Ooh. That's good. For the 900 bucks for an XDM, you could spend 1200 and get the DR920, a Gucci Glock, and have something that's much better, much, much better. Uh, FOC has Gersan High Power Clones. They have a P320 AXG, which is some fancy pants version of the P320. It's not the cheap one. Mm-hmm. You can't find the cheap one. The cheap P320s are all gone. Yeah, they're all gone. Uh, G4C has Ruger 5.7, Walter PDP, CZ P10Fs, and Jerichos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a weird gun to show you guys. Let all right, let's see it. Here. <laughs> Tenda Break has it this uh, hunt group, what do they call it? NS12. It is a removable tube magazine shotgun. So it's a tube magazine. It comes off. So you Look can just this. have a bunch of tubes there. Look at this. Change for tubes? I guess. <laughs> Maybe. No, okay. Tube comes off, though. Interesting. Press this thing at the end. The tube comes off. <laughs> okay. How many fit in the tube? Oh, extra magazine. It does come with an extra tube. <laughs> 
So you can get a tube yeah, belt and just go. be surrounded by all these tubes? Well, that'd be hmm. wonder how like fast you can change that out. <laughs> what a wild idea. Well, there's uh, you can't say that the the Turk shotguns are uh, are not innovative because uh, I don't see uh, I don't see Remington putting out an 870 with a detachable tube magazine. <laughs> it's there's probably a good reason why they don't do that. <laughs> uh, talking about other innovation, but this time a local, uh, Delask has a new magazine release for the Kid 10 1022 Trigger Pack. Uh, so the so for the Kid Trigger Pack, they've actually designed a mag release and bolt hold open combo all together. So the mag release is like a paddle style that goes underneath the trigger guard, but because it kind of blocks or takes away from the space where the um, bolt release is, they put a little toggle there so that you can easily access the the bolt hold open. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Delask is like our our local 1022 custom shop here, Tim. That uh, <laughs> that we have in Canada. What's and that they, price? What's the price on that? Uh, do they have a price here? I don't know. They don't say. Uh, some of their other stuff was right around fifty or sixty bucks. So I would imagine it's around there. But I'll find out while I'm looking we're it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kelly might. Uh, <laughs> I've put something that intrigues Kelly. Yep. Any ten twenty two people. <laughs> All apple seed, maple seed. By by nature of the beast, we're into the ten twenty twos, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I have five. Like I have five. Only five. <laughs> uh. Well, maybe if I count here, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. $59.99, I believe, is the price on it. Super reasonable mm. for a mag yeah. release that also does something about the uh, bolt hold open. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you cool. get like such a small area to, to hit the bolt release if you don't have that. Here. Instead of talking, I could just grab one. Because, well, this one's scalloped though. So this one's not quite so bad. But yeah, eh, eh, yeah you can see there, right? It's that little bit right there and it kind of blocks access from the other side. So hmm. nice to have it extended. That's all I could find this week for new gun stuff. Oh, it's a lot. Okay. Cool. Well, let's get into our main topic. Uh, welcome back to the show, Tim, Tim. It's uh, it's been a while. Good to have you on again. Hey, no problem. Anytime, anytime. So I, w- I was b- watching Facebook. You went on a little trip to Argentina to do a bit of hunting. That's uh, a little bit more than a little trip, but yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a little, little jaunty exercise. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Um, maybe before we get into that too, uh, too far into that, uh, tell us about, uh, what you do with shooting. Oh, I am. Um, uh, well, I re- your listeners are very familiar with project maple seed. Um, I am a designated shoot boss for project Appleseed. So, um, I pretty much run the program in the San Antonio area. Um, and I have been since, oh geez, probably, probably since 20, uh, 2018, maybe when I, when I came up to see you guys at the charity shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do the known distance shoots, the 25 meter shoots. Uh, I'm not involved with the pistol seeds. Uh, we've just got too much going on. So we pretty much developed a whole new set of cadre to do that. But uh, that's pretty much my predominant uh, 
focus on guns here is to get the new shooters in and uh, to teach them some American history that like they didn't hear it in, in uh, high school or grade school. So awesome. Yeah. So um, I, I guess when you go down to Argentina, you don't, you don't miss then. That's a whole different story. It's a whole, whole <laughs> as you guys saw on Facebook, that's a whole different kind of shooting. Uh, wing <laughs> shooting is, uh, you know, not my forte. I, I used to shoot a little bit of trap and skeet in college, but I don't, I haven't really continued that. So most of my shooting has been rifle related and, and it's just completely different. So you have to have a different mm -hmm. mindset. I know obviously you, you do a lot of, you do a lot of bird shooting up there. Uh, I do some dove shooting here, but, uh, not on the level that we we experienced down there. Not even close. Yeah. So, so when you went down, did you take your own guns and ammo, or did you uh, use the provided stuff? Or you can do that, but it is highly. Uh, mm -hmm. They want to dissuade you from doing that, um, mainly because if you if you have layovers in countries that may not be as friendly, and you don't have the right paperwork. Uh, if it's a direct flight, it may not be a problem, but you can end up losing your firearm, hmm. uh, which hmm. uh, for some of these guys that actually go take that trip, you're talking some of them are thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, so fancy shotguns. Yeah, those yeah. fancy shotguns. So if you're going to do that, you know, buy what I just did and get like a yieldies or something and take it down there. And it's you're only out a few hundred bucks if you want to do that. But at least if you know when you take it down, it fits you. Mm -hmm. But we rented uh, my my party of three rented when we went down there, and that was fine because they had they had uh, Berettas, Benellis, and and Brownings down there, so it wasn't a problem uh, doing that. Awesome. Well, so it'll sound good, anyways. So, what kind of uh, what kind of hunting did did you do? Uh, we did uh, only dove uh, doves. Uh, you can also hunt uh, ducks down there. They do have some large game. I think they've got. Uh, red stag if i don't if i'm not mistaken uh so they got some options but we only did uh we only did the hunting uh, from the doves yeah i haven't uh, i haven't dove, done dove hunting yet before but it seems oh, really? like everyone just kind of aims at a field and they pop up you shoot and if you hear someone shoot you you turn your head down so that your cap that covers your eyes if they're for the spray coming over the field straight at you yeah, that's that's no different. What we experienced down there is no different than here because I've dove hunted in Texas a few times too because my brother's got some property up in the Panhandle, mm -hmm. and we've gone up there. Uh, but it's it's like pretty much identical. So you can have quite a few shooters around a field because, as you know, shotguns don't have that big of a range. And yes, there's no jumping. There's no there's no bird pointing. You just wait for the waves to come over. And mm. once they come over, you, you get into your, you get into your sporting clay mode, uh, and you, you go at it and you try to down, you've, you've got a maximum. Well, they really didn't care how many you had in a gun down there. Uh, I had, I had a semi-automatic with five, uh, yeah. four, four in the pipe, one in the chamber here. You can only have three. Uh, but down there, the, 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 the bird boys just kept, just kept loading my shotgun. All I had to do is turn the shotgun over and he'd have it. He'd have the, <laughs> so he'd just load it for me. And uh, you just kept at it and you just kept shooting, shooting, shooting because the waves of doves compared to here were just, I've never seen anything like it. It's like a plague of locusts. Uh, huh. They, they don't have, they don't have any organic or indigenous shooters down there. They just don't have them. They can't afford it. They can't own guns for one thing. So only companies, only the companies can own the, can own the shotguns and you don't even get to 
handle them until you get out to the field and the, and the bird boys give you the, give you the uh, shotgun and mm-hmm. then you just go to town like you were here. Um, so that's how that ran. And, and cause we had kept asking them how in the world do you guys have so many doves down here? I just, cause we would shoot them. If, if we had that here in Texas, they'd be extinct. <laughs> I mean, it would be, it would be absolutely extinct. So, uh, we don't, yeah. So I kept asking them, how do you do this? So we don't have anybody to shoot. Them. I said, do you shoot them? Like, well, yeah, because we have licenses. We can come out and shoot, but for the native Argentinian, no, they can't do that. Uh, they can't go shoot, uh, they can't go shoot doves. So the only ones who, the only pressure is from the tourists. And, wow. uh, so yeah. it, it just, they don't have any natural predators either. So they have, they have carrion feeders because they wouldn't even pick these things up once we shot them in the field. Uh, huh. they, they picked up a few for the first lunch that we had and bacon wrapped them and did what we normally do with the dub breast. Cause you brought with doves in case your listeners don't listen, you just breast them out. There's nothing else in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the breasts, the breasts are about, you know, they're about the size of a, of a, of a, if you took a silver dollar and spun it on the table, that's about the size of a dub breast, maybe a little smaller. Uh, but they're delicious or they're dark meat. They're really good. So they took the bird boy said, okay, stop shooting for a minute. We're going to go gather a few. And they went and gathered a few the first day. And after that, nobody mm. gathered anything. It was all the, mm. it was all the Eagles and the Hawks that came down and fed on that field. And they were everywhere after we got done shooting. Well, so. like with that volume of them, you're probably, you're in eradication mode. Right. You know, you're no right. longer hunting. You're, you're eradicating well, the, uh, like a pest population. Right. I tell people it's like hogs here. It was exactly mm. like that. They, they don't care. You just drag them off and let the coyotes feed on them down here. And that's what they care. They don't care about. And the, and the other thing people don't realize is the same thing with parakeets. They have parakeets down there and obviously pigeons. And between the three, they, their, their motto was, if it flies, it dies. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I think of like these exotic locales like Argentina exactly. like oh they're gonna have all these protected birds now yeah. they have they have their uh, their rats of the sky just they like do. we do yep. <laughs> rats they, the uh, yeah. they need they need them thinned out <laughs> yep. so parakeets were everywhere and uh you know they they would they would tell they would speak a lot of english but if, so, if you know, a songbird flew over they go no tweety 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 so you wouldn't shoot that but then you're like parakeet pigeon shoot it shoot it shoot it <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really interesting. So was the, was the draw the primarily the fact that they had so many of them or was it, um, like just the experience of heading down and the, the, yeah, it was kind of a combination. I don't really have a lot of bucket list to hunting items, uh, that I want to do. I'm not a big game guy. So like my brother's been to Africa and he's been in New Zealand hunting big game, but it's not really what I want to mm-hmm. do. But when this, dove hunting trip came up in a foundation auction that my brother and I went to, um, uh, you know, we kind of looked at each other and said, Hey, do you want to, you want to try this out? And he's like, Oh yeah. You know, that's a bucket list. I'm like, it's kind of one for me too. Cause if you're in the wing shooting arena, I know that, and I've done a lot of reading, but I don't do it, but I don't, you know, don't do a lot of wing shooting, but I knew that dove hunting in Argentina was a, a bucket list item for a lot of people. So, um, we bid on it. And this was, that's another story. We've been on this about, uh, it's going on right before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So we were supposed to do it within a year. Well, we all know what happened to international flying uh, over the course of that year. So it got, we kept kicking it out six months, six months, six months. The, the, the company pointer 
Pointer Outfitters was really good about, uh, you know, we said, look, you know, we, we, we're not going to be able to fly down there. I said, don't worry about it. Uh, go ahead. We'll delay it. So we delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally, uh, they, we got to a point where they were going to open it up in uh, the, just this past uh, May. Um, they actually opened it up a little bit earlier than that, but we had, we'd scheduled for May hoping they would open up the, uh, open up the, uh, airports and they did, uh, you obviously had to be vaccinated to get in the country. And, uh, we all got that done and, uh, that was pretty seamless as long as you had your, your proof, you just submitted it to the airlines and they took care of all that. Mm-hmm. But we really wanted to, uh, we, and, and I kind of want, I'd never been South of the equator. So I wanted to do that. I've been to Europe in the, obviously the desert and, and some other places, uh, Caribbean, but I've never been South of the equator. So it kind of killed two birds with one stone, uh, pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And we got to see a little bit of Buenos Aires, uh, to, and we got to experience a little bit of, of the Argentinian culture, which I didn't realize their economy was as bad. It was bad as it was. Yeah. It got uh, bad, real bad yeah. recently here. Yeah. I, 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 I actually posted a picture of uh, all this cash that I brought back and people were like, how come you didn't trade it in? And I said, well, this cash right here is, is uh, it's about 90 pesos at the time I left, it was worth 45 cents. Wow. The largest, the largest bill they had was a five, was a 5,000 peso bill, no 1000 peso bill. And that's only worth about five bucks. Wow. So, but it's still worth more than this. (laughs) So we, you know, we got the ball of our box. They got something going there, but yeah, it's, it's really sad. Their inflation rate was over 6% per month. Um, it, it, uh, I talked to them about that and they, I don't know how they live doing that. I really don't. I don't know how they, I don't know how they live from paycheck to paycheck. They don't actually, they, they want American dollars. Um, so I would warn people if you go down there, Definitely take a wad of American cash because you don't want to take it out of the ATM. The exchange rate is horrible compared to mm-hmm. what you can get it from brokers on the street. And I imagine that's like any other country that's got a huge inflation rate. Um, and, but, you know, uh, state controlled currency that you, you see right, that kind of stuff. Right, happening. right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a good, good experience uh, to, to see the culture, but the hunting was phenomenal. I just, uh, there's no question about it. I would, totally recommend people go down there and do that. If they've, if they've got the, you know, if they've got some funds saved up, it's actually not the most expensive thing to do either uh, compared to the other hunts you would have to do overseas. Um, You can, you can get it pretty reasonably, probably the most reasonable overseas hunt you can get. Yeah. I know like um, if you were to do a a sheep hunt or something like that here in Alberta, that's uh, like, I've heard numbers of like 40, 50 grand, like some, somewhere around there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's if I had to if I had to give you a kind of a ballpark, it's probably you could probably do a dove hunt under let's see, it's about thirteen about thirteen, six fifty. Probably under I would say if you if you went on a uh, if you really tighten your belt, you could probably do it under about three grand. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. super reasonable. Yeah, you rent the gun. You, the thing you don't pay for that you pay for the room and board. If you, if you get to an, a charity auction, you, what you're bidding on is just the room and board. Mm-hmm. And this is any company down there. What you're going to end up having to pay for is you're going to end up having to pay for the gun rental, which I think for us was $75 a day. Nothing. I mean, it's, I uh, yeah, yep. it's ridiculous. You pay the landowner fee, you pay your hunting license. They're more, they're about the same price, maybe a little less. Some, I think the, the license was like 35 bucks a day. 
So it, all of it was less than the gun rental a day. So you pay the landowner fee, the license, the gun rental, you pay your, the, the most expensive part, probably besides the shotgun shells, which really weren't that expensive. Uh, we, sh- we bought 12 gauges and I think I had bought a hundred boxes. I only shot up about half of that many. My, my cousins almost killed them all, but I shot up about half that. So a hundred boxes, hundred boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shot 50 boxes of ammo. Yeah. Four days. That's only three. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, you went through the ammo and, and how many kept, doves, how many kept, doves you guys go through? Oh, my, my one cousin, I'm the best shot. My one cousin easily, easily killed a thousand birds. Wow. <laughs> wow. That dude was phenomenal. Oh, I mean, everything he shot at, he was dropping and he had an over under. Hmm. He didn't even have the semi-automatic that my other cousin and I had. So get quick reloading that yeah. thing. Yeah. Those guys, yeah. as soon as it's a low, you turn it over and he just goes, bam, 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 bam. And you're back in business. So you don't even touch it. You don't even touch the ammo unless he's off doing something else. And he leaves it there beside you says, Hey, can you take care of this for a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. So mm, I like yeah, it. A human reloader. Shoot. Yeah. 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 yeah, human reloader. <laughs> those, and those guys, you tip them, and you know, for four days, you tip them about 50, 60 bucks a day. And then there's some tips to the other staff. So, yeah, you could probably get in under under five grand easily, mm. easily when you when you calculate everything. You know, so. Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, I know that um, you can do for like you can do deer hunts in like Alberta and Saskatchewan for for pretty reasonable, like a thousand bucks or so. Yeah, that's not bad. counting any, anything yeah. else, right? Yeah. But it's just a deer, right? It's it's nothing nothing too fancy, and you're only shooting one. You're not shooting a thousand of <laughs> thousand. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. You're not. I, I I probably shot a few hundred. You know, maybe three hundred. I'm not that good, but those two, those two were just blowing them away because they do a lot of dove hunting in Missouri. They're they're, they're mm-hmm. from Missouri, so they go out a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, it was and twenty gauge, twenty gauge. He was and using a twenty gauge. We all were using twenty gauges because. Huh. And we were using shoulder pads. So they, they recommended you buy one of those, you know, shoulder pads that wrap around the chest and, and go on the shoulder. And, you know, I asked them about shooting a 12 gauge. So, well, we can get you a 12 gauge, but you got to realize you're going to be going through a lot of shotgun shells in a shorter period of time. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll do the 20 gauge. I'm glad I did actually, because it would have been pretty, it would, I would have been pretty sore. I wasn't sore at all. But my one cousin didn't have his pad on right, and he was mm-hmm. sore even with the twenty gauge when he got out of the field huh. on one day. So uh, definitely recommended to just stick with the twenty gauge, and it was able to do. Pre- I mean, like I told you, he, he probably went over a thousand birds, so it wasn't like it handicapped him much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but well, yeah, it's, it makes a big difference if if you're like an accomplished hunter and you do that kind of right. hunting a lot. Right. It's yeah. probably like a walk in the park. It's and it's yeah. such a it's such a weird thing, you know. I notice it when uh, when you go gopher hunting with with someone who uh, who knows how to shoot gophers and has shot a lot of them. They'll spot them everywhere. <laughs> they'll see them and like, and everyone else is like, I don't see it. And they're like, you're, it's, it's right there. Yeah. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I still don't see. It. It's moving right now. I mm-hmm. don't see it. Yeah. And they'll just the, those those experienced people just have like Hawkeyes for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And our, our yeah. bird boys were that way with the doves. I mean, they'd be like, okay, over the right, over the right. And I'm like, boom, it's gone. You know, cause those things, if you've ever seen them, you guys have doves up there, right? Not in my area. Oh, okay. Not in my area. These no. things, these things can turn on a dime. They are hard to hit. They're not easy. If they're not flying straight, if they see you all of a sudden they veer off and they're, they're not the easiest bird to hit. They're really mm. difficult. Um, 
uh, I think they're probably the one of the toughest because they can literally turn on a dime once they see you and when, and then boom, your shot goes off and they'd already turned on you. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit challenging. So you were hoping that's why they build the ground blinds for you. And these guys were experts in it. They would, they could build a ground blind in about 15 minutes. It's, it was unbelievable. Wow. They had machetes out there. They're, they're cutting holes in the ground. They throw them in there and boom, they had this nice wall in front of you of, of vegetation. And I'm like, dad, go, well, they're, they're making their tips. I'll tell you that right now. And the other thing was, which anybody who's, who's, who, who knows the safety rules, don't listen to this part. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could have beers while you're hunting. Uh, so yeah, they had a, they had a, they had a, they had a little thing you stuck in the ground. that was a beer holder and they're like, Hey, you want a beer? And I'm like, why not? So they grabbed the beer, threw it in that. So you could actually have a beer while you're hunting. So they didn't really follow all the safety rules that you would normally follow. But uh, those of us who were, <laughs> who were actually partaking a beer, maybe only had a beer or two a day. It was like, uh, okay, that's pretty refreshing. I'll have to give you that, but uh, that's yeah. enough. But it was pretty, it was pretty funny that they would even do that. They had a cooler full back there. I'm going, you're going to wow. be kidding me. <laughs> South but, America. Yeah. South America. Yeah. And nobody cares. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and they were they were busy walking around the field, and and they drive the vehicle in front of you. And I finally had you know I'd have the gun up with my finger off the trigger. I said, "Look, guys, like you know I don't mind a beer or two, but if you're out in front of me for any reason, I'm going to stop shooting." I said, "Just how I am." I said, "I'm an instructor. If you're out in front of me, if you're within my if you're within my uh, my piece of the pie that I have to shoot, with my cousin's next to me. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not taking that shot. So you need to you need to get." Go ahead, do what you need to do. I'm not going to worry about it, but uh, I'm not shooting while you're there. So be aware of that. Their 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 safety rules are a little more lax than ours. <laughs> Which, but as long as you as long as you adhere to what you know are the safety rules, you're going to be fine down there. They really didn't yeah. even give us a safety briefing, so it was uh, a little, little disconcerting at that point. But my cousins and I, you know, we grew up we grew up with our dads, and our dads are brothers, and we all grew up with the same rules, and and we knew what we knew what to do and what not to do. So. Um, it, it, I, I just found it really weird that there was no safety briefing ahead of our shoot. <laughs> well, if you go to a lot of shooting events, yeah, you kind of expect that safety. Yeah. Briefing. What yeah, do I do if someone gets shot? What? Where, where's this first aid kit? <laughs> I, actually, I actually brought my tourniquet down just in case. I was like, you know what? At the bare minimum, I'm bringing, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my tourniquet down. Smart. Uh, so yeah, I suppose a, a close range shot into an extremity with yeah. a, a tourniquet would come in pretty handy. Yeah. 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 Well, otherwise was, you just need lots and lots of little band-aids. Lots, lots of little band-aids. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit further out, little band-aids, a little bit closer in, maybe the tourniquet. <laughs> but you did get the you did get the pellet rain down when you're when you're when your buddies next door were shooting and you know all of a sudden they were shooting at the the, the herd or the, the flock of doves that was going across your way, and you're like bam, 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 like, okay, here it comes, here comes the rain. Uh, so <laughs> just yeah. put your hat down just put your hat yeah. down you're good to go it's just lead yeah. <laughs> no worries just don't open your mouth yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Dave's asking what the bag limit on guides was if they're going to drive in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know we that brings up another uh, another thing is while we're shooting these I told you they have a lot of different eagles they call them eagles Hawks and eagles and big ass birds. These things are huge. You know, they're bigger than they have a caracara, which is the same bird we have here, but they've got two or three other species of eagles that are bigger than caracaras, which are 
they call Mexican eagles down here. They, they extend all the way through South America, from South Texas through South America. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's so many of them in some of those fields that, you know, my, when my cousins finally asked one of the guys, has anybody ever shot one of these things by accident? He kind of looks at him side-eyed and he goes, yeah, because it's happened. And they really like their eagles. That's the thing. He's like, it, that is something they're just like, you know, don't, don't shoot the eagles. Uh, and uh, we're like, well, what did he do? And he's like, it wasn't pretty. We, you know, we, you know, it was totally an accident because as the guy was coming across, uh, the eagle got in the way. And he, you know, when he pulled the trigger, uh, the eagle just was between him and the bird. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he goes, you know, we made him, you know, we made him take care of the situation. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was, it was not pretty and, and it wasn't something that they, they were proud of, but it does happen because they're out there and they're just swooping down, fighting each other on all these, all these down doves and, uh, in some of the fields, it just was ridiculous how many there were out there, but there were some interesting species. I don't know what they were. I'm not a bird watcher, but I would have liked to know mm-hmm. what, what they were. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no bag limit on the guys, but, uh, it goes from a 15 bag limit here to an unlimited down there. So you can be done in an hour here. You can hunt all day there. Yeah. 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 On a really hot field. That sounds amazing. And that's all year Uh, round. There's no season. mm -hmm. Mark was asking shotgun related, um, just to get you guys an open discussion. Uh, let me know what a good semi-auto or break-action shotgun is for a trap for someone on a budget. Well, I I'm not an expert in that, um, but you can. There are a lot, and I I'm I've been on YouTube a lot because when I came back, I wanted to get I wanted an over and under, but I wanted it at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of YouTube uh, research on that. Um, Weatherby makes a really good over and under for a reasonable price. That seems to get a lot of good reviews. Uh, and even the Turkish shotguns are getting some really good reviews. I've been really shocked about the, the reviews those over and unders have been getting. Uh, and they're in the, in America, they're, they're in the, probably the 450 to six or $700 between the, the Turkish to the Weatherby. And the Weatherby is mm-hmm. a Turkish model too. They, they have the Turks yep. make it as well. That's the Orion, so, right? Yeah. That's the, the Orion that they have. Yeah. It's yeah. The Orion. yeah. And you can pick those up at, well, you, you guys can't pick them up the same place I can, but. Um, uh, we can mail order them. Yeah, you can. To our for, house for a thousand for, for the American For the American listeners, you can pick them up at uh, Davison's or Gallery of Guns, uh, Weatherby's. They've got the Weatherby's Orion's there. Yieldies is, a, is an academy. Uh, the academy sports, sports stores down here have, have mm-hmm. Yieldies uh, Turkish guns. And there's a lot of other out, outlets that you can pick them up, but they're. I've not seen any bad reviews on YouTube as far as uh, are they worth the money? Yeah, they're worth the, They're worth a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I took a, I took a gamble on that. I don't want to do some wing shooting with them. Uh, when I, when I, when, it, well, when it's not 105 degrees out, uh, which it is about right now. So I'm probably going to be in the fall. Yeah. It's just been yeah. brutal down here. So, but yeah, that's, that's a good cheap one. If you guys can get your, get the Turkish guns, the Turkish guns are, are, are being, uh, are, are being manufactured with CNC machines. They're doing a lot more metallurgy on them. The factories mm-hmm. are new. They're clean. If you see any of those, you know, take a look at the factories. I think you'd be impressed, you know, just yeah. give it a shot. It's not, it's uh it's not that much money. Yeah. We've got, we've got those Turkish shotguns yep. up here and there. Yep. They're very reasonable. They're, they, they also have a, a huge currency issue right now. That's why, partly why they're so, so mm-hmm. dang cheap. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've got those out here, and I think I would agree with you. I would get a break action on a budget. I would get a break action before a yep. semi-auto because, yep. like, semi-auto and budget don't go together. Yeah. <laughs> Not on the shotguns. <laughs> yeah, you're going to end up with feeding problems. You're going to end up with uh, functional problems. The over and unders. It's not a lot of function. I mean, you got you got a couple things that need to need to work, and as long as they work, and as long as you know, you get the reviews where people say it works. You're not going to have many malfunctions. Yeah, it's it's. I think the biggest the biggest question is whether you want an extractor or an ejector. That's <laughs> basically, you know, whether you want one that pops the pops the shells out really cool, or whether you just want to drag the shells out yourself. Like a caveman. That's what I got. A cave I got man. a caveman. Got a like, caveman uh, shotgun. Yeah. My, well, my cousin. Mean, now my one cousin was like, "I'm gonna get this shot right." He finally got the shot. He got the video where he broke it open. The sh- shells come out, and he caught both of them with his hand. And yeah. I was like, oh, that was a cool video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out, of, out of like 50,000 times, he only did it once. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, another uh, cheap, other, sorry, go ahead, Kyle. I say another one to consider is the Churchills. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, yep. they're decent That's, over uh, there. Those are Turk, right? Those are Turk shotguns. They're probably they? Turks. Any of the cheaper yeah. overlanders yeah. are going to be Turks. Yeah. Or the other thing is, uh, Inner Surplus has a whole, like, if you just want to do trap with it, uh, Intersurplus has a bunch of uh, European over-unders, like Spanish and, uh, oh, and wow. that kind of thing. And they're really cheap. They're like 300 bucks for like an over-under. Hmm. And that would be... Or like this, that USSR IG-12 that I've got back there too. Same idea. That thing was like 300 bucks. Heavy though. Yeah, you can get a U... But if you want to go higher end, you can get a U Satori for about $1,000. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if, you, if you want to go that route, you can get you can get one. I mean, they're, that's not that's not out of most people's budget. You're spending that you're spending more than that for an AR. Well, here, you guys would have. I mean, sorry, but you're spending me with a knife. I know, here, I know, I know. <laughs> but, you, but but just to be compare, just to compare it, you, you're spending more than that for for something like that. You can you can afford that for a shotgun if you, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, uh, there's one other thing that you can uh, cut us on a little bit more. Uh, you guys just had some sort of ruling in New York on concealed. I don't know what you're carrying. talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what the are, New York. Yeah. New when York, are we getting to that? Yeah, the New York Rifle and Pistol Association had a lawsuit against the state of New York, uh, basically about their rules for concealed carry. Uh, most of the states don't have these rules, but there's about six of them. And the ones you would know, like Massachusetts, New York, California, New Jersey, mm-hmm. there's a couple more, Connecticut probably, uh, where they were called May issue states. They might as well call them not issue states mm-hmm. because the May issue mm-hmm. depended on whether you actually had a reason to have a concealed, to, to, to carry a concealed or to carry it all. They didn't even consider walk you getting off of work and walking through a bad area in the middle of the night a good reason to get a concealed carry permit so and even their attorney general new york attorney general admitted it because the i think the supreme court one of the justices asked him you know okay so if i'd had this situation you know would that be considered just cause and the attorney general had to admit well probably not never yeah so that's why when they started asking questions like that, most of us in the firearms community, uh, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of the different organizations did amicus briefs, which means a, a friend of the court brief, uh, where they they were backing up the argument that was being made by New York Rifle and Pistol Association, um, that 
this is ridiculous. It goes against our Second Amendment rights to keep and bear, keep and bear arms. Uh, and luckily, the six justices that are considered conservative agreed with the situation. I mean, it's it's it, it, to me, it's it's plain as day uh, that 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 should have occurred. And they said this is unconstitutional. You have to allow people to do it. And um, so we're going to see what uh, what ends up happening. They they warn people not to go out and just start carrying. Obviously, they have to get they have to get the uh, they're probably going to end up having another series of laws where they're going to test the limits of what they can do. The, the Supreme Court did agree that there were that there were areas where they didn't that they could uh, they could restrict carry, which we all know there are like the most uh, obvious ones are courthouses and hospitals and schools. Uh, White House have probably. Here. Yeah, where? White House. Oh well, yeah. Uh, federal, <laughs> any federal building, yeah, usually any federal building, uh, some state buildings, not every state. Um, I think Texas and a lot of state buildings you can carry. What? Uh, so yeah, it that depends doesn't on, surprise me. Yeah, it depends on, <laughs> it depends on the state, uh, as to where, but the, the big ones are the hospitals and schools yeah. uh, and federal buildings. Those are the three big ones. Oh, and bars, depending on the, mm-hmm. depending on the, uh, alcohol, uh, depending on the percentage uh, profit they get with alcohol. Uh, our, in Texas, it's fifty-one percent. If they have fifty-one percent of their of their revenue is is alcohol related, you can you cannot carry in there, and that's pretty uh, much what most state does, or most mm-hmm. every state does who has that kind of a regulation. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge win. We all expected it based upon the makeup of the Supreme Court and the 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 sheer logic of the situation, uh, and I'm surprised that New York, which they've done in the past, did not yank that law before it went to the Supreme Court because they've yanked other laws that they did not want them ruled on because it would create precedent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one surprised me big time because it was so darn obvious that they didn't yank it and wait for a, another day or a more friendly friendly court that they might get down the road. Uh, but they did not, uh, that did not, uh, that pretty much ruined their day. And you saw the, uh, the, the governor of New York. I don't know if anybody saw her press conference, but it was a, it was, in my opinion, it was just an out and out joke uh, to, to sit there and badmouth the Supreme court for making that decision. It was pretty obvious with the way the constitution's written and the logic of the argument that you all were going to lose and you should have known it. Mm-hmm. Biden commented on it too, but yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Biden comments on a lot of things. It, it probably did, couldn't even string a couple sentences together. I was surprised he was uh, able to do that. Yeah, I watched him trying to describe shall issue versus may issue, and it was <laughs> he's getting he, he's already he, forgotten that he commented on it. So yeah, so. it probably did. I mean, you know, it, I'm surprised he didn't start looking for bunny rabbits in the middle of the conference, <laughs> in the middle of the, middle of the speech. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty awful. I, I just. Yeah, uh, that was the big one uh, that, that came out of the court today. Uh, we were expecting it uh, either today or this week sometime. And it was a, it was a yes, it was a win. So, I'm jealous. I know. I'm jealous because you guys have got are. like any of these laws coming up, going to get to the Supreme Court. They're all going to get ruled on. There's going to be precedent set on all kinds of stuff. Well, and, and that's, a, that, that's a fallacy uh, maybe you all don't understand is the Supreme court doesn't take every case that, that mm-hmm. is sent to it. In fact, it has not taken a case on, on, on uh, 
Second Amendment rights since uh, I, I don't know if it's the Jose, uh, the Heller, uh, I think maybe the Heller decision, uh, oh. whenever it was decided that you could actually in D.C. have a have a handgun in your home. So it was Heller McDonald, one of those two decisions. I can't remember, but uh, you you know the last decision they made was yes, D.C. citizens, you can have a handgun in your home. Well, the natural progression was okay. Not only should I be able to have it at home, but I should be able to have it on my person. So mm-hmm. any jurisdiction that is now keeping me from doing that, so we're now we're playing the slippery slope. We're doing the baby steps back the other direction. Yeah, and and it's working. So they don't have to take them, and they've they've avoided it for many years because I know they, you know the the court with the with the small uh, majority with the five to four, they weren't. They weren't really wanting to take uh, cases like that at that point, but I think they're getting a little braver now with the six-three, with the six-three split that they have that they can take cases like that. So, yeah, another one may pop up that we want them to take, but they may be like, not take it for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know that happens, and it frustrates the hell out of us when they do that. But they've got a lot of cases they've got to see and, and hear, and and you know they they might be just like, okay, second amendment guys, we appeased you for a little while. It's going to be several years before we pick up another yeah, one. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that may be how it goes because they get a lot of other things um, on their plates. So. Cool. Well, um, uh, I'm glad to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that, uh, I hope that they give Canadians shall issue concealed permits and we can. <laughs> I think you first have to have the ability to defend yourself with a firearm before you can actually go down that road. Yeah, right? we were told we're not allowed to. Potato, potato, yeah. you know. Yeah. We is, can. Yeah. We're just not supposed to. One you know. thing at a time. You got to get to that self-defense <laughs> issue first. That's pretty much where you got to go with this. Uh, oh, well, the yeah. silly thing, although the, the courts do generally um, – uh, you, you can defend yourself with a firearm in Canada. Yeah. You're just not supposed to like go looking for, you're not supposed to have it on you for that purpose, which is just ludicrous. It's yeah. just so silly. Yeah. Well, to hear your government, you're not supposed to defend yourself with a firearm, you know, that's or at all. Yeah. Or at all. Yeah. On who that's the to. police's yeah. job, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that? They don't, yeah. the police oh, do, by the way, do a here, pretty good job. Here right? the Supreme, you do know that here, the Supreme court ruled that the police have no duty to protect. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? So they, um, yeah. They, How about that? Was that in, uh, what was that? U- <laughs> the Uvalde shooting? They seem to have, uh, oh, well, don't uh, even run that on one pretty hard. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. that's probably yeah. an hour and 15 minutes from my door, too. So that's, wow. yeah. you know, I had, we had, uh, uh, we had the Sutherland Springs, which was literally 10 minutes from my door. And then Uvalde is another, you know, an hour and 15. And so we've, we've had our share, but, um, there are definitely a lot of things that have changed. Our church, the, literally the week before Sutherland Springs happened, our church started a, uh, a, a safety ministry. So we have probably no less than two dozen of us that are armed at every service doing different functions uh, with different, uh, different uh, areas of, of responsibility mm-hmm. uh, for uh, you know, cameras, anything from cameras to the sanctuary to the kids ministry. So, you know, we took that very seriously and we were glad we made that decision before that happened. Yeah. But things like that cause things to happen. And um, unfortunately, that's that's the case with Uvalde. They're finding all things wrong with everything wrong with what the school did to protect their students. I mean, they had unlocked doors. They had uh, 
you know, cops that didn't go in when they should have. It, yep. it, it was a sad, it's a sad situation. Now the, that police commander who was the police chief of the school system, mind you, uh, has been uh, put on administrative leave. And my guess is he'll eventually be fired if he, if not worse. Yeah. Uh, but you'll probably end up having to leave the, the entire state in, in the long run. He probably won't, there probably won't be any charges against him. My guess is, but he won't be, he won't be sticking around the community. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how that works out, but uh, they're, they're digging into it pretty deep here. The Texas department of safety, public yeah. safety is, is digging Good. into yeah. it pretty hard. That's our, that's our troopers. If people don't know Dep- Texas department of public safety. DPS. Yeah. No. Well, glad to hear you've uh, you've got things going on at your church. That sounds like a yep. good way of protecting it. And yep. we've seen that, like there, we've seen in the U.S. that uh, having armed defenders at a church is, is a damn good way of stopping an, uh, a shooter really quick. Yeah, White Settlement did it, and that was just up west of uh, west of Fort Worth here in Texas. Mm-hmm. The, the dude was an NRA instructor, and if you look at that video, it's a, it's an amazing shot. Uh, I, I was yep. uh, yeah. I was pretty impressed with that shot. He, he, he ended up killing, I think, two or three, but. He didn't kill anymore. Nope. So yeah, yeah. I remember that watching up. Yeah. Pretty rough watch, but it's mm-hmm. it's very uh, it's a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Tim, again for for coming on and t- telling us about uh, hunting in Argentina and the concealed carry laws that uh, sure. are going to be changing soon in the U.S. Hopefully, in those six or seven states, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Yeah. You know what's going to be amazing. When the law changes, and nothing changes, the crime doesn't change. Oh. So it's just, it's just, it's like it. It's like nothing. The, the people will be saying that there's going to be blood in the right. streets, and yeah. and nothing of the sort will happen. That's what the New York governor tried to say, and all the statistics from all the states that have had it going on for so long has, has have been uh, have have proven them wrong. I mean, uh, there's, yeah. there's just no leg to stand on. So they're yeah. they're just being stupid. Yeah, it's yeah, almost it's, it's almost half the country now, right? So, oh, half. We've got well over half. Forty some odd yeah. states have concealed carry. No, I'm. Yeah. Oh, they. I was talking about constitutional carry. So, oh, that. Uh, gee, I don't have it's up the, to twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Hey, if you know the number, I don't know. I I just know Texas has it. So, and any state I go to, <laughs> I make sure to look. I make sure to look at it when I go to that state and see. Okay, I'm not going to that state, or I'm going to, or here's how we're going to travel. We're going to go through Oklahoma, and then yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing and uh, good to see you again. Hey, great to see you too. Great to see you too. And thanks for, thanks for letting me on the show. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. Bye Tim. Bye. Thanks Tim. All right. Well, thanks Tim for coming on again, telling us all about Argentina and making us all jealous with what's going on down in the States and all the stuff you guys got going on down there. And we'll move on to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. You can check out his inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. And we do have a couple emails. I'll take the first one. Okay. Hey, y'all, on episode 459, you mentioned making copies of your registration certificates. I put paper copies everywhere, wallet, gun case, safe, etc. But as a backup, I also keep photos of everything on a folder on my phone. 
seems like a pretty foolproof way to ensure you've got something to show if you forget your paper copy. P.S. Two weeks turnaround from Miramichi for my latest handgun, Rich. All things considered, that's not too bad. All the best, Calvin. That is. Yeah, I got I got my yeah. Glock 48 registered in. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. I haven't got my Olympian yet, but I also just bought that over the weekend. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that? A tinge of jealousy, uh, Kelly? Nope. <laughs> Come on. Never. Well, Kelly, do you mind reading the next one? Uh, sure. It says, hey, squad, just listened to episode 457 FNG. I'm that title. I really like that title. I made up the title. FNG, one year and counting. He got me thinking back uh, some earlier episodes where Kelly was a listener <laughs> uh, writing in talking about uh, talking about how happy and excited she was to do her first apple seed. Hey, Tim's on tonight. This is awesome. And how she would love to help expand that in Canada. By the way, if you guys didn't know it, Tim was at the first apple seed that I attended. So it's, it's great that he's here tonight. He also sh- cross shot over three people. And hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I was going to mute myself until you threw me under the bus. <laughs> and he shot my target and he shot it the uh, wire. So all the targets. No, the wire, too. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. That was a, a malfunctioning AK. Sorry. I blame it on the. I blame it on. Oh, the, blame it on the AK. It was the bad AK. I thought AKs don't malfunction. This story doesn't add up. Yeah, this manufacturer, I had to sell the thing. It was horrible. <laughs> I don't blame them. God, I do. That's why I threw him under the bus. Anyways, so let's get back to the email. Fast forward several years and now, and she's fully embodied uh, in this world, uh, working so many fronts to help grow the shooting sports and community in Canada. Well, thank you. Uh, Kelly, you're a great role model. Why am I reading this? Um, Kelly, you're a great role model for those who want to help expand our community and sports and a great example for all new shooters. Uh, that is never... that. It, what? That's never too late. Uh, thank you. Uh, if you want to start and contribute, you can. All the hosts uh, over the years have been great, and uh, the current cry dry are no exception. Kelly has gotten enough uh, praise today. So, Adriel, Mo, Kyle, and recently Angry Dave. See? Even Angry Dave. He's switched from random to angry. Uh, you're a wealth of experience and opinions. So keep up the great work and hopefully we'll meet up at the range. Cheers, Uncle G. Well, that was a lovely email. Thank you. And I'm sorry, Tim, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. Not really. But that's what happened. Just <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It was awesome. And that's where I fell in love with you. So there you go. Oh. Yeah, I made friends with with uh, yeah with Tim and the love of shooting down there. That was a while ago. I was thinking about it. It's been ten years, ish. Anyways, that's it. That's all the emails. Yeah, and okay. nothing from Patreon, Instagram, Facebook. But if you would like to re- send an email to the show, you can send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, no new Patreon supporters. You can find us on Patreon if you want to uh, pledge monthly. And uh, shoutouts. Anybody got any shoutouts? I got a couple. 
Oh, that was branding last week, too. That's what I remember. Adriel threw me under the bus. Branding. Um, I do have a couple of shout-outs. One to Steve, who uh, was the match director for last weekend's match. It was a really fun match. It was a really challenging match, but I loved it. And uh, shooting both days, uh, or sorry, working both days, slash shooting. It was fun. Also, he also found my Leatherman. I lost it on the first day, and he found it in the middle of Good. Yeah, it was kind of like fluke. Anyways, so I owe him a dinner or lunch or something. And also to Christina Ward, who was the RO on the stage that I worked with all day. And we had such a great time, ladies shooting together. And we've decided that we're going to develop a squad of ladies because we seem to have more and more women shooting. So we're going to all shoot together and we're going to get T-shirts and we're going to name the the squad, the broad squad. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we're going to get t-shirts that say broad squad. And we can say that because we're all women and we're okay with it. But only we can say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your word. <laughs> so anyways, thank you everybody for uh, a great match last weekend. So that's it for me. Adriel, no. Nothing for me. Oh, I just got a shout out for Tim. Thanks for coming on and uh, sharing with us about Argentina and uh, all that other great stuff. All the concealed carry stuff that we'll never get to use. Rubbing it in our face. Yep. Guys, I'll never, I don't I'll never a... rub it. I'll never rub it in your face. I, I, I really feel for you guys. It's 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 absolutely awful. It's you should rub it in our face. If if I I, if we could, I would rub it in your face. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> this, this is not funny. This is not funny stuff. I I, I I will not joke. I joke a little bit, but it is not funny. This is this no. is uh, this is life, and, and yeah. you guys you guys aren't allowed to defend yours, and it's it's absolutely awful. Agreed. Indeed. Yeah. and with that we're gonna sign off so you can go check us out on gun owners of canada you give us a like on facebook we're currently at 3381 yes we gotta figure out what we're doing for giveaways since we passed the 3k maybe i don't know hat hat yeah hat we should randomly give away a hat to someone on facebook there we go Okay. Uh, you can give us a review on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube as well. Join the CCFR, and we will see you guys next week. Later, everyone. Bye, everyone. Good night, Angry Dave. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over. It's time to get a gun